Welcome to another edition of Just Saying With. Today, we're just saying with Irina Chatsi, one of the top four finalists of The Apprentice, one championship edition. Hi, Irina. How are you? Hi, Zed. I'm very good. How are you? I'm good as well. So, you know, you've, uh, you were one of the top four finalists of the Apprentice One Championship Edition. And it was, let's touch a little bit on that. And I want, then after that, I want to learn a little bit more about you yourself. And then we'll talk about uh, the One Championship. So I think one of the things that a lot of people uh, might not quite understand or relate to when you see TV shows and reality TV like this, this was one that was done in very strange or unusual conditions where it's in the middle of a pandemic. So mm-hmm. what was that like for you? Um, filming something and, you know, you had this whole pandemic around you. Yeah, I mean, to be very honest with you, it was quite exciting because that was something that I did not foresee to go through in such a challenging year. And it was just that right opportunity to face, to kind of revamp the year and uh, put in front of you the right challenge to shake things up and do something crazy. It was definitely not an easy experience because, you know, there were so many regulations we had to follow naturally. And, you know, the Ministry of Tourism um, have been incredibly, incredibly supportive of all the initiatives we had to go through. We adhere to all regulations. We were masked all the time. We were social distancing, which, of course, like in a way, made the experience uh, perhaps not as full because, like you know, it's there's so much socializing going on. But at the same time, we were also responsible to make sure that you know all the rules are fulfilled and we're not putting anyone in danger. So definitely, being able to shoot such a massive production on such a global level in the most unprecedented times is something that I think only Singapore can could pull off, and I'm very proud to be a part of it. So, Irina. That's actually a very interesting point. You've run or you've run as a contestant on a competition that's typically global and it's happening during a pandemic and the world is shut down when it comes to travel. But you've been here in Singapore where it was shot for a while now. Um, How long have you been in Singapore? I've been in Singapore since 2015, so I'm on my six-plus year rolling, and uh, this is my first experience living uh, overseas outside of Russia, and I could not think of a better place to, you know, explore the world, and particularly this Asia region um, than Singapore. And, you know, so I, I like to, I don't know, I always say Singapore is not really Asia. It's such a melting pot. Yes. Uh, I'm born and raised in Singapore, so, you know, um, and whenever I travel, I always say that, you know, Singapore's just quite unique. But what's, what's, uh, what are the unique things? Or what do you think, what makes Singapore different from probably where you grew up? Oh my God, from weather to culture, <laughs> <laughs> everything, the whole range. But like, you know, exactly what you said, what makes Singapore so unique and that it is a melting pot and there is so much beauty and diversity within the country. Uh, it blends in the rich culture and innovation, technology, business, everything flows into Singapore and there's so much output that comes out of Singapore. And the reason that I love about Singapore is not being able to thrive within the city, but also being able to travel across the 
region and like, you know, being able to explore so much more within the entire, you know, this eastern part of the world. Yeah, you said travel. That's one of the things I think I miss the most. <laughs> I think I would just frame my passport and I put it on the wall as something to remember. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, one of the things about Singapore with all the good things also is that it's so small and you end up at one end to the other end in about what, 40 minutes and it does not constitute as travel. Actually, I agree with you, but um, there are more things to explore in Singapore that I can tell you from my personal experience. You know, like as an expat, of course, I'm more exposed to the central part. But now, like, there's such a great opportunity to look at other things outside of the central area of Singapore and just goes to go to west, east, uh, you know, north. I've been able to go to places that I probably would not go in any other circumstances. So it's still I still try to find upside and it's been enjoyable. Every morning I go for a bike ride for about like an hour or two hours and I go to like different places every time. That's interesting. And that's also a part of, uh, I would say, probably the apprentice experience. Was it the apprentice that opened your eyes to different parts of Singapore or? Actually, you're right, because we did change so many different locations. And that's kind of sparked my interest to see more what this country has to offer. And that's why, like, if I have any friends who are being a little bit down, I'm like, come on, guys, let's not, you you just, you haven't seen Singapore. Come on, like, you have to get out of the CBD area, Robinson Key, Clarky, go and explore because there's so much out there. I mean, I, I have to agree with you on that. The fact that I'm born and raised Singaporean and I've been here my whole life. And, they, and when I watched The Apprentice, so... I did. I totally enjoyed it, by the way. And oh, uh, yeah, it was very interesting. It was very interesting. And I did see places that I thought, oh, I've never been there. I didn't know. I've not done that. And so you're right. That's opened the horizons a little bit of what you can do here. So mm -hmm. now let's talk a little bit about the show. Right. So you made it to the top four. What was that journey like? Uh, first, the fact that I don't think watching any of the previous Apprentice would have helped as much because this was a slightly different format yeah so, so let, let's start with how did you prepare how did you prepare for the show itself to be very frank with you because it was such an unexplored format I did not know how to prepare um, and the thing is that the only way that I have discovered uh, from the beginning of the show is to be able to perform well is to be yourself believe in your own abilities, kind of never drop the ball, be on top of everything, be a collaborative team player while also being the best cheerleader for yourself. Because like, you know, it's still a competition. You build friendships, but at the end of the day, you have to believe that you can do it. Um, so if I, if I were to tell you that I read tons of books, like I trained like an animal, Training is something I would do by default because my fitness background is uh, bodybuilding. So I was training myself physically, but I think it was more of a mental preparation for the show to be able to be in that right space to face unknowns because there were so many. Every challenge, every physical task was so different. We had no idea what we had to do before, before actually the camera started rolling. So it's just that agility that you had to turn on the moment the cameras were on. And what was that like then, you know, training while participating? Because as I see the episodes and I go, and, and the truth is, I'm, I'm really not envious because I've done that. And I know, and I think a lot of people also can appreciate how long it takes to put together a business plan. And when you look at that, and then you think about how much you need to train and just to keep fit and sharp. And I hear, you know, 
or it, we here as the audience that you slept at 3 a.m., 4 a.m., had two hours of sleep. How does that all fit in to, into your training schedule, into, you know, just being able to shoot again oh. the next day? Oh, like, you know, that there was no, like, I can be honest with you. You know, I I was training before the show as a part of my routine. But as you are starting the shoot, you are in that environment. This is the only thing you can focus on. You have to focus on. So we didn't have time to go to the gym and have like, you know, some free time. Every hour of our schedule was so specifically scheduled that um, it was all targeted towards the performance. So say we start the physical task, we do physical task for X number of hours, then we move on to the business challenge straight away. Like, you know, it was, an ongoing process we couldn't you know like I wish I could call my parents sometimes or like you know call my friends my partner but it was not possible just because there was so little free time and every free time that you would have you would probably spend sleeping because that free time would come into the evening uh, slot so it was definitely one of those things that you you've never done before. Like at least I haven't. Uh, I knew that I could run on two, three hours of sleep for like maybe four or five days, maybe a week, because sometimes work schedule can be quite intense. But in this particular case, in this competition, I was running on two to three hours or sometimes no sleep at all for two months. So that is something that I think I was not able to foresee. And as I told you, the only way to do this is to just you know, believe in yourself. And at some points I would, you know, look at myself in the mirror at the moments that I felt the lowest. And I was like, okay, I just, I'm, I feel like I I'm on the edge of giving up because like, you know, you're mentally so tired, you're physically exhausted. And this is exactly why the show is so special because they are genuinely testing you men mentally and physically and intellectually to be able to push these boundaries um that's why the whole journey that you see and i wish you could see so much more that was going behind it was 100 real because chatry was looking has been looking not for just like you know a tv show personality right he was looking for a genuine person who can face any challenge out there so in the moment that i felt like i was about to give up i would just look at myself in the mirror and literally physically slap myself and say like no you're gonna know like you are not giving up like whatever you feel that you are exhausted or like your brain is not operating because literally at some point like i remember on business challenge number eight I couldn't memorize my pitch lines <laughs> just because like your memory storage is running out of space and you like the, the spams are so short. So, and you're running on adrenaline constantly. So I think the only thing that actually keeps you going is that inner excitement and literally pure sense of adrenaline. Once you are in front of the judges and we only got one shot, right? Like, I don't know how you think the show has been shot, but literally the moment that we're in front of the judges and Chatri, it's only one shot. And you can't mess it up. You have to be on top of your game. And that's where you need to be able to put yourself together. And in that moment, I felt that all the energy that I had, like the all the bits and pieces just came together. And that was the output. You know, that's, um, I did not know that. I thought that I'm pretty sure they had multiple takes on all of no, this. No, no. <laughs> one, you perform the physical task once. You perform business challenge once. You only have one shot. And then after you do the business challenge, Chatri and the judges give you their feedback and then it moves to the boardroom. So that's why I'm saying all of this was real. Nothing was fake. Of course, like, you know, after everything is done, we would like, you know, 
already after the result, do like bits and pieces, just like, you know, from different angles, just because production used to take multiple sides of it. But in terms of the performance and the way you are being assessed, it's only once. Same for the boardroom. Everything was done once. Whatever that you see is all live. Nothing was re-recorded or pre-recorded or like faked. All the tears, all the laughs, you know, the sweats, the shakes, everything was real. That's why having such a genuine experience on this competition, I do have respect for reality TV because, you know, one of the things that I will be honestly like sharing with you, I asked before I started the show, would you need us to do like, would you need me to do some, you know, acting or like something that you would be giving me hints on how to do and what to do? What would you expect my personality or like my character look like? And the producers was like, no, we just want you to be you. And just, you know, follow, follow your intuition, follow whatever that comes from within you. And just there will be nothing faked. And that was exactly what it was. Uh, even all the interviews that we had, you know, in front of the producers, when you see us, you know, sitting in the room by ourselves, everything was done genuinely. It's whatever that you hear people say, saying, right. it's exactly what they meant. And that's what makes the show so special. That's that's good to know because, you know, I, I love my reality TV. Um, I'm selective on what I watch, but I love it. But I never thought about that aspect of it I always thought that it was a show that's put up but at least we know for The Apprentice uh, it's yeah. not yeah, yeah. And Actually, that's exactly what I heard that they, normally that's how things are done like you know there's a little bit of action there's a little mm -hmm. bit of performance to elevate the excitement entertainment part of it but because they selected such a such a big variety of different personalities and that's why we were casted and taken on the show because we already brought something to the table you know from our nat natural character. Uh, so don't know about other shows, but that's what makes The Apprentice, one championship edition, The Apprentice. Right. I do want to touch on one thing though. Um, and it, it does revolve around COVID and the pandemic. And now we are, again, in Singapore, we are in a little bit of a scale back version of a lockdown. You know, we, we don't go out as much. But when you were filming The Apprentice, I believe that you were in a show bubble of sorts. Uh, as in, you know, you, you can't really go out and meet up with people as much mm -hmm. because that, that social distancing thing was in play. And when you shoot work, work out, are in that whole, the apprentice world, that apprentice bubble. Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned earlier, um, a lot of times, I know a lot of shows where you put aside your mobile phones and things like that, but now contact is scaled down much more than it typically would have been. How did you get through that? Because a lot of people today, they're facing um, issues in terms of working from home. There is a mental state, there's a psychological element over there that, you know, how you don't really have a social support system. Mm -hmm. How did you find, how did you get through that part? And you stayed in for a very long period of time. You were in the top four. You know, it was an extended period of time how did you manage that situation? Uh, of course, it was difficult not to have, you know, your close circle of friends and family to be able to support you through this. Um, I don't know whether it was with COVID or without, but one of the things that we were told that we would not be able to communicate, aside from like, you know, video and phone calls with the outer world, was partially because of COVID, of course, because we had to follow 
um, a range of regulations, but also if you are in a competition, you have to put a competition hat on with nothing really distracts you. So I think I already walked into the competition preparing myself mentally that I will be completely dislocated from the usual world, you know, my home, my pets, my routine. Um, that was the kind of the, I don't want to say the sacrifice, but that's the trade-off because if it's a competition of your lifetime, you have to put on the best game possible. And that's just like, you know, when you work on a work project, which is very important, you just, you lock all the doors you shut all the windows and you are just focused on one thing and you just do it until you get it done so I think in that sense I was already prepared but definitely going through this by yourself mentally is very challenging that's why I was lucky enough to form many friendships on the show yes um, we were socially distant from each other you know because like at the moment the cameras are off we're masked and we are placed in our positions, you know, following the certain distances between us. But when we were together as a team, we still were able to, you know, become good friends. And that's why it was such a special experience, because despite the most challenging things we had to go through, it's such a bonding experience because you're going, to, you're going through the toughest thing ever all together. Like, and then you also work with the team. So you end up being closer to some people and that's how you go through it. I do believe that maybe some people can just dislocate themselves completely from the environment and the people that they work together, but that's not the nature of the reality, right? Like, and this is another thing which Chatri wanted us to be tested on is how can we work together as a team and how can we manage this combination of being a competitor, but also being a respectful team member and be a friend. So like the, it might seem again like a show, but trust me, there's a lot of reasoning and a lot of psychology that is happening behind it. And this is why I think I was able to get to semifinals because I found my circle of friends that was able to support me and I was the same for the others. Um, surprisingly, like, you know, or maybe unsurprisingly, my closest friends in the competition are those that I'm actually in the finals with, uh, in semifinals with, with uh, Jessica, Monica and Louis. And there are so many more guys that was very sad to see go, but again, it was a competition. Yeah, and it definitely was an interesting dynamic. And uh, I, I think there are a lot of, uh, characters of the show as well yeah um maybe some who you weren't uh, so um so sad to see go as well uh, <laughs> i'm not gonna mention any names let's not mention any names there are of course some intricacies in terms of personalities and this is why like as i told you in the beginning we were picked for certain reasons to get like a whole range if we were all the same and all like you know pc i mean how fun and how challenging would that be? It wouldn't. And one of the challenges was to be able to manage and navigate your way through yeah. the variety of personalities. So here is the answer to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I, was, I was definitely entertained. And I think that is one of the... Uh, but again, we're not going to mention any names, but it is a hallmark of reality TV where you have characters, Right. Right, and then you have public opinion. How do you think you personally came out? Or did things change for you now that um, you're away from the show bubble? You are dealing with people that have seen you on the show. You're back outside in, um, well, reality, I guess you know, or in the broad reality of things. Um, how's how's life for you now? Has it changed at all? 
Uh, I mean, I can definitely tell you that uh, this this has been a life-changing experience uh, and I can stand by these words um, 100%. The life has not been the same uh, since the show, just because I think something has changed within me and the way I see the world, the way I see myself, because like, again, there were so many things that I had to discover and push myself through, like, you know, being able to face my fears or push myself beyond the boundaries, which I thought were my boundaries, or like, you know, being able to navigate myself through very challenging times or like even physically or mentally withstand all of those struggles that we discussed earlier. So definitely, I think for me, within my inner world and my mental state, I have rediscovered myself in a positive way. And I learned that even my weaknesses is something that I need to embrace and build on. So like, you know, not, no weakness is a weakness. So these are the things, these are like, you know, one of the learnings that I got from the show. But in terms of, you know, the, the reality and how I have been perceived, really, I think I'm the hottest judge for myself. So like, it's really hard for me to say how I'm being portrayed. What I can tell you for sure is that everything you've seen me being tough or honest or like funny or crying, this was all natural. And this is a part of who I am. So if somebody could resonate to that, if somebody, you know, could respond to this and be inspired, this is amazing. And like one of the things that I was completely, you know, kind of touch so deeply is the number of people that actually reached out to me on social media, on Facebook and on Instagram, you know, asking for advice, uh, telling me that my journey has been an inspiration and how much it has helped them and how much they want, you know, me to continue to be more active on social media and tell them how things are and like being able to advocate some of the things that they stand for in their life. And this is, I think, something that I I, I had no idea that this will be the response that I'll be getting. Or actually, I had no idea how th people will react after the show. And the fact that there are so many people out there from all over the world who have responded to me so kindly and so warm, and they've been supporting me so much on social media, that's probably one of the biggest gifts that I got from the show. That's very nice to hear. And so what was it like? Uh, what made you say, when you saw the call for The Apprentice, what made you say that, yep, I want to do this. I think this is the right time for me. Um, I'm going to apply. And yeah, what, where was your mind at then when you said, I'm going to do this? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, I mean, I can tell you that 2020 was a very challenging year for many of us. I can speak for myself. Since 2019, I have been going through, you know, some personal challenges in terms of how do I see myself as a human being? How do I see myself as a professional? What do I want to do with my life? Like, you know, I faced even before 2020, the phase of my life when I was waking up in the morning questioning, like, why do I do this job? Like, why do I wake up every morning to do what I do? Because I felt a lack of fulfillment a lack of being able to contribute with the work that I was doing. Therefore, I had very little to no motivation. And it was, it's such a discouraging feeling, you know, to be able to realize that, you know, you're not happy with what you do. And we're not talking about financial results, right? We're talking about the impact, the things that you reflect on as a person, as you grow with your life, you want to live a footprint. You want to be happy, like look back and say, hey, I'm so proud that I've 
that I've done it. And I think because I've been on on a such a stable corporate journey for so long and like the nature of my work that I was doing was just not fulfilling my personal, emotional and mental needs. I felt that I needed something more. I needed a company that actually responds to my on like speaks to me on my personal level and connects to my values. So one championship is the company that I've known. I mean, like it's such a big, big organization that is so well known in this part of the world. Um, so when I saw The Apprentice, to me, it was not the the spark to get on TV. It actually was the after effect. Like when I realized, oh, it's actually going to be on TV. It was the first and foremost, a competition where I was fighting genuinely for one of a lifetime opportunities to work for this company and be by, you know, by the side of Chatri, who is one of the most inspiring people that I would want to be mentored by. So it was a very deliberate decision to change my life and be able to help people to impact the world and bring more, I guess, positivity and inspiration to them. And that's exactly what one championship does. Yeah. And now that you've done that, you've been through this whole thing, you, you've changed as a person. Um, as you mentioned yourself, you're now a different person from when you first joined. Would you do it again? I would. I actually would. And uh, I actually think that if I were to do it again, I would do it even better. <laughs> um, it, it's no hesitation, right? Yeah, no, not at all. Like, I honestly... Um, I honestly have no regrets. And, you know, one of the other things that I would be like, you know, very happy to share with you is maybe you would know me a bit more as a person, how that change affected me. Um, you know, I'm, I've always been one of these people that always thinks with the head. Like, you know, I grew up in a pretty tough environment back in rush like you know my family has multiple financial struggles and my mom she was always like the, the stone of the family and she was the one who was telling me like you have to plan everything like you know a year five years ahead like you have to structure your life in the way to secure yourself because my life when I was a kid was not secured and that's exactly what she's been doing all of her life um, so she wanted me to be prepared for the toughness of the world out there and that's probably the reason why I was able to you know break out of Russia because I was pushing myself pushing constantly to do more and better so I was always like well, very practical very rational and I think because of those um I would say programs that was set with me when I was a child um I never kind of felt things with my heart like you know it was always with the head but not with my gut or like with my heart what I felt like and uh, going for this show was one of the things that I actually told myself you know perhaps logically you shouldn't be doing it because you may be putting yourself at a place of risk and uh, you will expose yourself to something that may either do something good for you or something very bad. Yeah. Like you don't know how it's going to turn out. So like logically, my brain was saying that, no, like, you know, don't do it. Uh, but then emotionally within like me, I just felt like it felt right. And um, one of the things that you probably know a little bit is that you know 2020 like the way my 2020 kicked off was very hard for me emotionally because I had uh, my family loss like the person that was uh, my biggest inspiration and support through my childhood my grandma she passed away and she was the advocate uh, in my life who always said like you know Irina because she saw me growing up and she was like you know stop thinking with your head like do everything do things with your heart like listen to yourself when things are right for you just do them but I kind of never listened because 
you know, not because I was stubborn, but because like I was told by my mom that, you know, like that's, that's like, you know, funky business. Think first, then you do it. So I guess when my grandma passed away, it was like a slap on my face because I was like, okay, this, because I lost her again in the conditions where I felt like I had to go to Russia, but I didn't because I had my work trip and I was like thinking my mom told me everything is going to be fine. Just like do your work and then you come back, we sort it out. But I felt like with my gut that something is going on again. Like, you know, this was the biggest slap because I lost the dearest person in my life for those, you know, silly reasons of me not listening to myself. Um, and I couldn't forgive myself. And I think until now I'm still working through that inner forgiveness. Um, but she was the reason that I had this whole revamp in my system. And therefore this pushed me to take this competition because logically, as I told you, I shouldn't have done it. Like I was telling myself, like, maybe it's not a good idea, but because it was such a, such a good lesson for me based on my January, 2020 experience that it just pushed me to make the decision in a heartbeat. Like it feels right. Do it. It is what it is. Like I had, I had uh, no within me like reservations whether I should be doing it or not. It just felt right, and I have no regrets for that reason. And you know, I, I think um, you did an amazing job, and a lot of people were definitely rooting for you. I was one of the people that was rooting for you as well. You did a great job, and uh, I am very sorry for your loss as well. Um, but now, what's next? What's next for Irina? What do you have planned? You've faced your, some of uh, your challenges. You're a new person. What's in store for you now? What do you have planned? Only, only good things I can tell you for sure. I mean, like I cannot open all of my cards right now, but something is very exciting is happening um, in my life right now um, where I get to kind of do things that I wanted to do and create the impact that I wanted to create. Um, Definitely, I have more confidence than ever in my abilities and also being able to take more risks. So even like now, I'm at a stage of my life where I'm going through, again, so many unknowns. But because I've done this under such rough and tough conditions, I know that if it feels right and it feels right, I'll be able to do it. And I think this is the biggest probably thing that I would recommend to anyone out there is that if something, no matter how scary it is to do like a new thing, if you feel that this is something that excites you, the excitement will overtake the fear, or at least it should overtake the fear. And one of my favorite sayings, um, which I read about a while ago was the, um, the opportunity lies where the fear is. So with that mindset, I have entered this new chapter of my life when I'm doing something completely new. And I wish I could tell you more, but we have to wait until the last two episodes are aired, which is going to be mm -hmm. within the next two weeks. And after that, I'll be able to reveal, you know, what, it, what is this big thing that has been happening with me? And I'm sure you'll be happy for me too. That's great to hear. Fantastic to hear. And Irina, thank you very much for joining us today. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, everyone's waiting to see what you have in store for us and wishing you all the best for the future. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, Zed. Thank you for watching another video from Just Saying Asia. Please, uh, if you like our content, like the page, uh, like us, subscribe, 
and leave a comment. We really want to hear what you have to say and we'll be happy to answer your comments and your questions as well. So stay tuned and see you in the next video.